know, so we ain't really never had no old money. We got a whole lot of new money, though. <laughs> What's up, guys? Free call soccer. That's Michael playing with his keyboard. I'm Walker. How you doing? What, what are you doing? What's up? It's like, it's lopsided, dude. And it's like, has the little mounts on them on the back. Mm. So I, I don't know why it's lopsided. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, one of, one of life's many problems, you know, it's all, it's always about overcoming adversity. Speaking of overcoming adversity, um, the premier league has decided earlier today that they're going full steam ahead despite um, almost 10 matches getting canceled over the past week um, due to, due to COVID, you know, people being out outbreaks in, in teams where people don't wash their hands, this, that, or the other thing. Um, actually, Puberty Sport did did post the percentages of players vaccinated, and uh, the Premier League is the only one in the top five that is not at 90% or better, and they're the only one canceling games. But that being said, what do you think they should do? Do you, do you think uh, the two-week break was uh, was a good idea? Was it on the table? Or do you think just you know pushing ahead – doing what needs to be done despite World Cup qualifiers coming up? What do you think? Um, I Like, common sense-wise, a two-week break makes a lot of sense, you know, let everyone kind of regenerate and everything. But clearly, based on the vaccination numbers, which Simon Stoney said was a 77% have received both doses, does a two week break? Is it really going to stop it? These players are still going to go out. They're still going to go do their lives. They're not going to do anything, you know? So I really don't think a break would uh, change much of that. Nor do I. And as someone who's um, attuned to, accustomed to, let's say, getting, you know, boned by COVID protocols with the Eagles, <laughs> um, you know, they pushed the game back four days. I don't know what that would have done. It didn't do anything. Two people came off the list for them. A person came on, went back on. Then a person went on for the Eagles. So, you know, I don't, I don't think a break was going to stop people from transmitting it and catching it. Um, the NFL seems to stop uh, testing asymptomatic players now. So I guess uh, they'll see how that goes. And if it goes well, then they might want to take a look over here across the pond and adopt some of that policy. But what do you think about, like, the Leeds-Arsenal game? You know, Leeds were made to play despite having basically 11 senior players, two of which were goalies, and then the rest was uh, academy players. What, what do you think about that? Um, I think uh, Leeds got a case of the Philly. Just league didn't care about them. Obviously, Arsenal, big club. Um little bigger than Leeds, of course. And, you know, they were ready to go. So that's all that really mattered. And the big club got the result. And to uh, like speaking from the league's or the league's perspective and my perspective, who cares about the small club that is Leeds? Um, and that's how you feel. I don't think it's kind of going to, I think it's kind of going to go that way for um, everyone. Cause the Brighton, like let's go back to the Brighton United game that was canceled for this weekend. Um, the beginning of the week, Brighton, I think, only had like 12 available players in total that were including the U23s. And the game was set to go on 
until United had an outbreak. Wow. That's so uh, I just think that's kind of how they're doing it. You know, like, oh, is the bigger, the better club of the two in good shape? Oh, they are? Uh, they were going to win anyway, so play the game. I mean, to that point, though, Chelsea were still made to play, and they had a, they had a six-man bench with two keepers on it. So Yeah, the big you know. Oh, wow. No, um, no I'm, I'm That's rude. I'm um, I mean, no. you know, fair enough. I, it, it is kind of sus. I, I think, though, it shouldn't matter what club it is. If you got 18 players between the seniors and the U23s, then you need to go play. And because uh, unfortunately, FIFA and UEFA have congested the schedule such that I mean, the, the Liverpool is already going to be missing, you know, several of their important players because of AFCON. So, you know, it, you can't just like push it back because there's, you know, World Cup qualifiers and, you know, this new thing that they're going to do with South America and the champion of Europe or whatever. You know, this is this is why you can't just keep adding more games, especially in the middle of uh of what seems to be another wave of COVID. So unfortunate that the incompetent folks at, uh, at UEFA who can't place balls and holes, uh, unfortunately they fucked up the schedule too, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's kind of, it's sad that they just like, there's no comp, like if they use common sense, I'm pretty sure this would all blow over and being like you said, stricter. Like if you have 18, you can play like, and then make a cutoff, like, because obviously if you have 18 with, like, U18s and stuff like that, like, obviously don't play. But um, if you're registered, U23s are good to go, and you can have, like, X amount of first-team players that were on the team, like, play. It's your fault. You, they didn't follow your protocol and that sort of thing. And also, I don't know if any league in the world does this, like, football, soccer, baseball, whatever. If – the way that like COVID was contracted, I think should play a part in it. Um, were the players following protocol or was a player out at a club or out at a restaurant or doing something like that, that maybe was against protocol. And if that's the case and that's how the outbreak started, then either one team, that team should be made to forfeit if they're the cause of it, or they should be forced to play at a shorter hand because no one should like if a team's following protocols and someone gets sick, I think that's what are you going to do? I mean, people get sick, but if you're there going out of their way and like messing up, I think that should be taken into account fairly heavily, even though it'd be kind of hard to track. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That That's like really hard to track. And I feel like it's a bit too intrusive in the players' lives. You know, you know, people are going to live their lives at the end of the day. And that, that being yeah. said, you know, that's why, you know, if it happens, it happens. It is what it is. You can feel it 18. Let's go. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my take. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you related to COVID cancellations and soccer is Spurs got booted. They got tossed from the conference league because they uh, couldn't find the time to play runs because of, you know, travel restrictions, fixture congestions, the whole nine. So um, they tossed them out. I think it's a blessing in disguise for Spurs because, you know, who cares about it? What is it anyway? Yeah. Nobody knows. I, It's cool, I guess. The, the theme music is cool. We've always yeah. said that. So what do you That's, think about that? Um, yeah, honestly, like, did, did Spurs even 
fight that decision or like were they pushing to really get that game in? You got to think like did they win the conference league. Like, oh, congrats, you won something. But like that could also hinder top four. That could hinder FA Cup. I don't know if they're still in the energy drink cup. Um, like all those things, which are definitely bigger to Spurs or should be bigger to Spurs, um, would take a back seat, I guess. So I, part of me thinks Conte is just kind of like, eh, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. So I think Spurs let him die on purpose. Yeah, no, for sure. They definitely let him die on purpose to the absolute bare minimum to maybe <laughs> act like they're fighting this decision or something. I picked up the phone and what? You can't hear you. One of those, you know. But um, yeah, they, it could hinder the top four chances. They got a load of games in hand, had a decent result this weekend. But uh, more, more on that later. We're back as promised with more on Liverpool and Spurs drawing and all the other action in the Premier League that happened this week. Aston Villa got a much-needed win at, uh, at Norwich. Manchester City absolutely beat down a short-staff Leeds team, not because of COVID, it was because of injuries. The Wolves uh, beat Brighton 1-0 at the Amex. Their unbeaten, their, their unlosing streak. Their unbeaten streak? What, what do I call that? Undefeated. Undefeated? Their undefeated run comes to an end. Damn, that was hard to say. Um, Crystal Palace boofed it in the span of two minutes. Southampton. Arsenal, thanks to Vladimir Sioux Falls, thinking it was a UFC night, getting a 2-0 win versus West Ham. Chelsea draws Everton. Uh, you know, they're in bad form. It's, it's really, really bad. And then the weekend's games almost got completely canceled, except for Arsenal versus Leeds. There was a lone game to play on the 18th, and it was a beatdown. There were kids. Stuart Dallas went down about four times, but he just he knew he needed to fight through it because he was like, my, my backup played in the U18 game last week. Like, I, I can't have this. So it was not a good look. And then uh, on the 19th, some games went down. City beat down Newcastle. It was honestly embarrassing. You know, they're, they're going to get relegated. It really sucks. Wolves with an amazing draw against a shorthanded Chelsea. And then probably the most controversial VAR game, red card game of the season so far. Tottenham versus Liverpool. Harry Kane tried to break Andy Robertson's leg. And in return, Andy Robertson tried to break Emerson Royale's leg. Kilming Son missed like three big chances. Honestly, Spurs should have won like 5-2. But somehow, some way, Liverpool eked out a draw with 10 men. Did you watch this game? It was, it was awesome, to be honest. Yeah, I saw the extended highlights of it. It was a uh, it yeah, it was awesome. It's definitely the word. I would I'd use something else. And so this game is definitely something else. Just Crazy. based on all the decisions and non-decisions and baffling decisions. Yeah. A lot of baffling decisions. Do, do, first off, do you think the Harry Kane foul should have been a red card and at least should have been went to bar? hundred percent. Like no if, ands or buts about it. Uh, we saw Paul Pogba get sent off for the same thing, lesser offense. Um, and he touched the ball. Um, so I think Harry Kane should have been, that shouldn't it shouldn't have went to VAR. 
it should have been a straight red out of the pocket. Off you go. Um, like that's, that's the baffling one from that was crazy. Yeah. We, I, I feel like we've seen that tackle like a million times and it's a red card. I mean, like, even when it's a follow through of a pass and it just so yeah. happens to connect that way, like it's a red, it's been a red card. I got, I don't get it. I don't get how he didn't go to bar. Usually I think Jurgen Klopp's just bitching. This time he's rightfully mad. I hate to say it. Um, Diego Jota is really, really good. The announcer threw some shade at him. He said he wins a lot of headers for a little man. That was that was kind of fucked up. Is it? I mean, it's true, but, you know, you didn't call, yeah. have to call him a little man. There's nicer ways to say it. Oh, he's 5'10". Wow. He's not even like that he little say he, yeah but it, who is this guy <laughs> this guy this guy is ridiculous <laughs> thought he was like five six five seven but now five to, he's that's probably like an above average height for a soccer player yeah he's got bunnies though regardless um andy robertson gets a scruffy goal go ahead and he'll make someone finally puts one away did you see when he tried to round the keeper and he just absolutely fucked it he was all oh, yeah. anyway but that yeah. was terrible i thought he was gonna miss this goal to be honest there's a split second i was like i don't know it might, it might just stop rolling before the goal line but then uh yeah andy robertson he he lines up emerson royale and he just cleans out his ankle yeah emerson looks for it but uh I don't know. The more times I watch it, just really nasty. He's not going so to at all. It's a mean Scottish man doing a mean Scottish thing. And he got rightfully sent off. And uh, I don't know. Was it, it it's a good result. Yeah, 100%. He cleaned him out. Absolutely cleaned him out. My, Emerson sold it. You know, he definitely threw his body. But he lined him up, cleaned him out. Wasn't close to ball. It was not good. I If we use the same logic applied to Harry Kane where we've seen it before, and it's been a red. Well, the last the last offense, like Robertson was on Saka in the Palace Arsenal game, and that wasn't a card. So, I mean, if if you go based off of like should it, yeah, it probably should have been, but I th- there has to be some consistency. I think that raises the overarching point that there's no consistency. The refs absolutely suck. Uh, VAR doesn't help it at all because they absolutely suck. Like yeah. half the time they must be just like sitting on their ass, not actually watching the game. You know, they just wing it. I don't know. It's it's crazy. There's no consistency they at all. So, yeah, they should. They should just get rid of it and they fuck up the field, call in the field, you know, and bitch about it for a weekend. Then, you know, forget about it. You're not because you're not maybe every once in a while a league will be one and lost like that, but. Over the course of, you know, 38 games, the, the best team will usually just win. Yeah. 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 So Arsenal in fourth place, can they keep this up? As long as they have games in hand. See, but the other people in the top four have games in hand too. Arsenal. Uh, well, no, the, the most, Arsenal don't have games. Yeah, Arsenal have the most games played in the league. Yeah. Or tied for it. Yeah. And you would have to go down to eighth to see them level on matches played with someone. Tottenham have three games in hand. United have two. And West Ham have one. United and, and Tottenham win both their games. They're ahead of them. Or Tottenham three, United two. Um, they're both ahead. So Yeah, but that's a... It's a big if, you know. That's 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 Is Brentford it? and Brighton for, for United. Yeah, for sure. 
And for Don, I'm like, who knows? Uh, they they actually they've been really good ever since Conte took over. But United, I, I don't know. You never know. I think it's not the Champions League, so you can't can't really trust them yet. I don't think. I think it's a gimme, to be honest. All right. Like, I, yeah. Our, our congrats, a fourth place in December trophy. It's nice. It's nice. Most games played. Um, congrats, Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and that goal difference plus four. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's it could be better. It it also could be worse. You know, Tottenham have a negative goal difference. You know, yeah. United is only plus two. You know, yeah. So Wolves um, are negative, I, and they're having a great season. So Wolves are amazing. Yeah, not, they're not, really good. They're really good. I was wrong really about good. him. I was wrong about. But nah, I mean, Bruno Log, this guy, he knows what he's, he's talking about. Genius. He's the real deal. I don't know. Um. Is that is that all the I mean Chelsea, they've been struggling, talked about it already, but they need to bring Connor Gallagher in ASAP. Saul got in for another game, continues to look absolutely lost. Um yes. Tommy was mad they had to play. Rightfully so, I guess, but no. Yeah. Wolves still outplayed you, you know. And Christian Poole sick nine. I don't I don't think I like it in the in the Premier League at least. The uh that it's tough. They have an awkward lineup right now, and he's not helping it because he yeah. always ends up on the wing, even though like he's supposed to be the striker. Yeah, he should have had a goal too. Yeah, but. he should have. He should have had a goal but the last two games, to be honest. But he hasn't been playing too well, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. love to see it though. Yeah. Love to see uh, Chelsea down bad. Love to see Jose saw up. Tremendous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, On that somber note, um, we got more American news coming up next. Continuing with the somber theme, let's like you know we're gonna start with our Americans abroad. Let's <laughs> let's start with uh, let's start with the guys who are losing their jobs. John Brooks is shit out of luck at Wolfsburg, and Wolfsburg is shit out of luck at Wolfsburg. They have uh, they were first place in the Bundesliga with a with a steel curtain of a defense and they have just utterly fallen apart. They fired their coach. Um, Sebastian Burmau has taken John Brooks job essentially. And he has now lost the chance to play with the U S men's national team as well. So um, it's looking, it's looking slow for our boy. And it's also looking slow for Tyler Adams through the firing of Jesse March. He is still yet to uh, get a start. He actually played most of the 90 in a loss this weekend. So, you know, who cares? But RB seemed to be lost. He seems to be out of favor there. It's a shame. It's a shame for those two, you know? Yeah. Um, John Brooks, I I blame Greg for. He should, really? Yeah. Um, I think the way he was left out of camp was totally mismanaged. Um, and no matter how professional, confident you sound in interviews, like it's your job to be professional, it's going to, it could have a lingering mental effect. It probably did have a lingering mental effect. And then like, I try to think of it from his shoes. Um, you know, he was a leader for the U S like someone I would assume players looked up to, you know, big top five league defender, solid uh, reputation career. And then Greg just kind of, kicks him to the side, you know, and doesn't really, um, 
doesn't really do it polite. Well, not politely because he doesn't have to be polite. But you know what I mean? I mean, I guess, but it, it did say, Greg did say, not it. Greg did say that he had attitude problems and, you know, he hasn't been playing well in the Bundesliga, so I get it. And and Greg also said performance matters, but calls up Mark McKenzie, who probably made less appearances than yeah. everyone else in the squad in that same position. And even Brooks is playing bad, let's say. He's match fit. Yeah. Like, McKenzie's not match fit. And yeah. so like stuff like that also. And then like him just being a total contradictory buffoon um, and all that. Yeah. But he wasn't playing well. That is, that is correct. Um, but I think it all kind of snowballed on him. And then on the other hand, you know, you got Jordy P scored in four, scoring four goals this weekend. May still not get a call up because he is not vertical enough. So, I mean, Same. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough scenes. I hope he does because he he's in and out of the squad at young boys, but I feel like it's nice to have an option like that just to throw on late game if anything. You know? Oh yeah. Put him on oh, yeah. for a few set pieces, especially if it's a game versus who we're gonna be qualifying for. We we often fall into the trap of spamming crosses and set plays, and we, we might as well have an option that can that is an expert at heading the ball. He he's very good at that. He's not very good at many things, but He's very good at finishing headers and chances in around the box. Um, yeah. Who else played? Tanner Tessman and Gianluca Busio played. They are just eking out above the relegation zone. Uh, oh, yeah. playing almost every game. Tanner Tessman getting more and more starts as the season goes by. Awesome. So awesome. Good to have that, that depth. Good to see that development. Looks like they're going to stay up because the bottom of Serie A is really, really bad and they're not losing games, and that's going to be important at the end of the year. It's going to be important. But um, who else? Who else is playing? Christian Pulisic, we talked about. Des played in a friendly, so that's not a good sign for him. That kind uh, of stinks. Yeah, Bayern are interested in him, though, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, they have a vacancy at right back, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of makeshift that hope. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, Des Davies. Maybe North America would get some respect, but there's a certain North American country missing out. I know that's not the segment for it. I just thought I'd point it out. But uh, yeah. Who's missing out? I don't know. They used to be like really good or they thought they were really good. They're really loud, mm-hmm. really uh, rambunctious, um, terrible fans. They like to pee in cups. Um, oh, and scream oh. Um, homophobic slurs and during oh, games. Oh, cool. Well, oh, I think it's Mexico. That's who it is. Oh, geez. That's I was who it is. Say, it sounded like a terrible bunch. And you know what? Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> El Tree Nation. Sad, sad bunch. But, yeah, it's it's tough that they're not going to be in on the Bayern fun. I would also like to see Serginho on the uh, on the Munchen diet. I don't know what it is. It's, it's probably like horse meat and steroids with, with milk only, no water. <laughs> the HGH and Atkins diet. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, so uh, Timo, yeah, Timo. Timo, uh, what he do? He, no. Um, Sevilla want him in January. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I love that. They the last game they they switched to a back five at halftime, and Lucas Ocampos was playing right wing back. It, they they just need more options on that team, you know. Um, Ocampos is a great player, but. I feel like Tim is more suited to that position. He's played in that position for a little. He'll put in the hard yards if need be. And if anything, he'll be a good option off the bench. 
and Lil seemed to be doing a fire sale. We didn't do any tea this week, but since you know you talked about Lil Akone to Fiorentina, does that mean Vlahovic could be out? I think he's out in January. I think you no. go in January? No, no shot. Anyone pays no like eighty or ninety million in January? Yeah, they have to. You think he's gonna get Ronnie's record? What more left? He's tied right now. Got to get a goal versus I think uh, Verona. Oh, for the calendar year. Two young strikers, yeah, going on down. Huh. No. 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 Things gonna choke on the last day, last game. Three big chances missed. Wow. <laughs> that is a bold prediction if I've ever heard one. Um well I didn't watch, but tell me about the USA versus Bosnia. I saw the goal at the end. That is it. That's all I watched. Nice. I saw a rant by a man. Can't remember his name. I saw many angry fans on Twitter. I saw yourself, Greg Slander. So what, what's what's going on here? Yeah, um, Eric Wijnalda, I believe, mm-hmm. is the, the man you're referring to. Yeah, um, that is. Yeah, old uh, old man. Yeah, former player. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's he's right. It didn't look like those players really cared, and um, he's obviously talking about a certain bunch of players who I think we already know the guys who uh, are called up not based on ability or form or skill just called up because they're buddies with Greg. Um, and, but I don't want to bash any of them because, you know, they're, they're not going to turn say, down a say call. Their up. Names. Say, say their names. Oh no. Call them, uh, out. Put uh, them on well, the stake. Well, I've already called them out. Like, I just don't want to, it's not about them. I'm not mad at them for, you know, not telling him like, I don't deserve it. Who's going to no. do that? No one. Jesse Marsh. <laughs> He's man enough. Yeah, he is man enough. He is man enough. Um, but, yeah, so players like that, uh, the older MLS players. And the big gripe I had with this game, why why are those older MLS players playing? Now, I'm going to rattle off some questions to you, and you can answer them short, quick. Did this game mean anything? Yes. What did it mean? It's an opportunity to grow as a team and instill your culture and play style uh, among a broader group that you may or may not select for World Cup qualifiers. All right. Solid. Um, Do you think this game had any implication on January fitness? No. Okay. And uh, three, if the U.S. were to have lost or tied this game, would anything have happened? In terms besides, of tangible implications, yeah, um, I was just like, say, the Twitter, like you, the Twitter, like, forget about Twitter and the fans no, and all that jazz. No, absolutely yeah. not. That right. not. So, so going back to your first point, mm-hmm. why why are the thirty five year old MLS heads and you know twenty nine year old MLS heads playing over eighteen year olds going to Spain, over eighteen year olds who are moving out of the MLS, who will be the future of this team and need to learn Greg's system in game in a game that has nothing, nothing, like there's literally zero implications. And instead you choose to bring them on garbage time. Um, and they ended up saving your ass. So that that's problem number one. Number two, I've seen a lot of people talk about the excuse, my air quotes, of fitness for this game. Oh, um, Roldan needs to be ready for the upcoming qualifiers. Acosta needs to be ready for the upcoming qualifiers. I don't really want to group Acosta into that, but just an example. Uh, yeah, no, he is and his good. mom's a friend of the show. Shout out. Um, so, yeah, I really don't want to group him in there, but, like, just kind of, you know, those older MLS players, 
the the fitness argument, it's 40 days out from camp. 40 days. That's over a month if my math isn't isn't wrong. It is, it is. That's correct. So I I I wish I could, you know, run for 90 minutes and be fit for a month and a half. But uh, you know, I guess I'm just not built like that. And so that I think that argument's out the window. And someone like Jonathan uh or like Jogo, who, you know, came on basically created the goal with a nice snapshot from Azardi's pass. Um, why, why isn't he playing? He's a position of need. He's going to Spain. He's could be the future U S men's national team left back. He's 18 years old going to Real Sociedad. The, you're telling me that this guy doesn't deserve to start over George Bello. No, get out of town, especially with Mexico breathing down your next form. Get out of town. Get out of town. I like George Bellow. I think he has a lot of improvement, but I think he's a freak athlete. I think he can be really good. But Jonathan Gomez is really good, and he's only going to get better. So just a lot of questionable decisions in a meaningless game from a questionable manager that I still have no confidence in. Um, I get yeah. it. I understand. I understand where you're coming from with the, especially with the Jogo argument. I can't I can't fault you there. They're both they're both young and experienced, you know. Neither of them I think will be ready to contribute in a in a meaningful way in World Cup qualifiers. So you might mm-hmm. as well give the kid that's gone to Spain the start. I, I get that. That that's exactly hundred percent. In terms of uh Christian Roldan um and other old heads, maybe the Zardes of the world, the Acostas, you know, they they are actually in a position where they might actually get called up and they might actually be on the roster and play if people are injured. They're not going to be in a starting 11 in a game, but they might get into a game. They might be on the roster because oh, they're not going to be in the starting 11. They're not. And, and at the end of the day, if you need to have I, personally, I'd rather give the experience to the vets who I know that if need be Greg and who, or whoever is in charge would bring into the game because at the end of the day, kids do stupid shit. We already have dust. We we literally cannot afford more stupid shit to happen on the field. We cannot afford it. So we 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 have to put in the old the experienced people. It's like, it, and you know, I don't. I, he's not experienced in terms of being old, but he's experienced in terms of games played. Tyler Adams being on the pitch versus not that control. You know, he might not be breaking the lines with his dribbling or his passing, but he retains the ball. And I think you can say that about nearly every old MLS player, they might pass it sideways too much. They might be very slow. They might not take anyone on with a dribble, but they will not do a stupid back pass that will lead to a goal. And young people have that in there in their arsenal. So that's, that's where I think Greg's coming from, at least with, uh, with the old MLS players getting the start. Yeah. I, I get that for like big games, but for example, um, who didn't start? Let me look. Um, Brian Reynolds, Roma, you know, not really playing too much. Let's say he gets a start over. I think it's Brooks Lennon. Um, he makes a bad pass in this game and it leads to a chance. So like you, if he, if let's say for God forbid, you know, death goes down and Riedlin go down, he's, he could be the next man up and you're not playing him in a meaningless game, you know, to try and get him acclimated to the system. It's stuff like that. Like, I don't if, think so. If it, Bello goes down, I don't – or not Bello, excuse me. If Robinson goes down, I don't think Bello's near the top of that replacement list. You know what I mean? 
And well, I mean, that's not a good position. We don't have depth there anyway. So, you know, Bello, Gomez, Robinson, you know, whoever you want to put there, really. Best. Like, I, we don't have a solid option at left back. But uh, but but Brian Brian Reynolds though you know it, he he's just not good you know I mean Jose said it himself he he just he just sucks I, I don't know what to say like I respect Jose's opinion he is he's a special one he's been there he's done that he's coached the best in the world he's he's managed not the best in the world and he's done the best things in the world with them and he said this man is trash and basically that he should uninstall so I. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about the Brian Reynolds argument. There's a reason that he was well, just, to go to this camp him. while his team's playing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, he just happens to play in Italy, probably. Really, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. And uh, I think that's. Yeah. Oh, oh no no no! Well, sorry. One last thing. Um, Sean Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> um, Go, yeah, like for the Rodan, well, I'll keep picking on Rodan. I apologize, Christian. But um, it, yeah, he starts the game. Whatever, go. Yeah, because he may he's going to get called up. He's going to be used. So keep him, I guess, in the national team setup with the system and bullshit and whatnot. But <laughs> why? Why is he going ninety in a meaningless game? If he goes seventy-five, eighty, right? Bring on someone like a Caden Clark. It's a friendly, um, unlimited subs. Like, why not bring on someone who could be promising in that position after you've already given your guy a full go? You know, like, also, but uh, I'll go to a lighter note after. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, I, I think the fitness is legitimate. He needs to be full match ready, you know? He, he, full you know, it's full match game. ready in 40 days. Yeah, another game. You got to get another game and keep your keep, it's muscle memory, man. You got to get as many. <laughs> hey. uh, no, it's uh, all right, like, I, I just, I don't see it. If the game, if training camp started in a week and a half, two weeks, maybe three weeks, yeah. All right, he's fit. Um, MLS is out of season. He can work out on his own. One game now isn't going to help him for 40 days. Uh, but Caden Clark, someone who's going to Germany in January to play at a big club or a bigger club. I think he's he's not giving any start. I think he's going to get loaned back out. Oh, well, probably get minutes and whatnot. But but but, uh-huh. but 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 it's going there at 18. It's, it's still that means something. That means something, yeah. Sure. That I mean, Tyler Adams went there at a similar age, and he, you know, he burst onto the scene like the like the audacious lad he is. I just don't think Caden Clark is that lad. You know, Tyler Adams MLS tape is stupid, absolutely stupid, man. You'd think this kid was gonna go be like a box to box. He look, it looked like Fred's Shakhtar tape, to be honest. And that's it was on par with that. Playing with my emotions. No, I'm serious. He was, he was, he was dominating grown men as a teenager. Caden Clark's not doing that, though. I'd love to yeah. say he is, but he scores great goals, but not He's a score of great goals, not yeah. a great goal scorer. Yeah, and at this age, you know, especially in the MLS, like Ricardo Pepe had a run of being a great goal scorer. Daryl DK in the MLS is a great goal scorer. So, you know, just comparing to other forward options. Jesus Ferreira, same position, Jesus, right. much better beast. player. Yeah, beast, um, absolute beast. 
I I think that's it for all my negatives. I do have one positive that's okay. very biased, extremely mm. biased, and okay. Uh-huh. Um, Johnny, Johnny Soccer, Johnny Soccer. actually a played guy. a freaking awesome game. Wow. Like a really, really, really good game. Very calm, very composed. Um, controlled the tempo a lot for the U.S. who had over 74% possession, percent possession of the ball, and he was kind of dictating that. I think uh, – I don't – how long did he play? I think he played about 70-something minutes. He completed almost 100 passes and passed wow. it 94%. Um, won, I think, five out of six duels. So he was in and around doing his thing and uh, really kept the pace – and for someone I'm extremely high on, uh, he showed up. He looked like a seasoned veteran in this team. So, little maybe we Tessman's breaking out. Hopefully, Johnny Soccer breaks out in the in the land of Brazil. Yeah, I'd love to see that him nail down a real start. He had it for he was in and out of the team this year. And, you know, he played some games. He didn't play some games. There was a, there was a while where he just wasn't playing at all. But if he can, you know, establish himself, that'd be. That'd yeah. be good because you know you, it's it's great to see him play play well, but you want to see consistent minutes. Unless you're Zach Steffen, then you can just fucking do whatever. Dude, he could he could he could drink a he could drink a a pack a case of, of Bud Light, roll up you know for a Delco Field, and then hold a clean sheet versus Brazil. Man, like the guy is unreal, unreal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you know where Denville, New Jersey, is? Is no. that where uh, Maurizio Pellegrino is from? No, Maurizio Pellegrini. Let's, He's let's, from Jersey. Yeah, he is from Jersey. Let's see what this is. Morristown. I know where that is. It's it's a little bit up. You okay. just take a ride on the two eighty seven. Yeah, two eighty seven. You know, you know the two eighty seven. Then you then you you hang a you hang a Lucy on the I eighty or the okay. two eighty going sure. west, and then you're there. About a twenty minute journey from Morristown. All right. Yeah. So what what about it? What's so special about this place? That's where Johnny's. I just thought you know maybe oh. if uh, if you know oh. um, Jersey kid, the, nice the, the Delco demon and uh, Delco next, demon uh, and the and the Jersey Johnny, the Jersey Johnny. Yeah, as they say in Brazil. So uh, yeah, he's he's right up and around there near Randolph Rockaway. Oh um, yeah, that's great. That's yeah, great. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll actually, yeah, now you got me curious. I'll look up where Pellegrini's from. He, he I don't know where he's from. Uh, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Dimes shut down for the season. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's sad. Very sad. You know, it's crazy. My neck's been hurting this last few days too. I you might have to put you on the IR, kid. Shit, deactivate me. Hey, who knows? Wayne, Wayne, New Jersey. Yeah, love Wayne, New Jersey. Great, great place. Um, so the future in the Washingtons, man. Jersey. These fools, man. These these fools that are the NFL. It is are you ridiculous. guys playing today? Playing on Tuesday. Tuesday. What oh, the, the the other teams are playing today? The Browns are going to have to roll out Nate Mullins, who, you know, he did a little trip on the Eagles this summer. Um, he was on the Niners last year. You remember Nate Mullins played two games some. You don't remember Nate Mullins? I remember him on the Niners, not on the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, he didn't play on the Eagles. He was just uh, like, just in the building. So, what's up? Had a key. You know, <laughs> typical. So, yeah. It, see, that, that's why I don't think this back – to come full circle – 
this whole pushing games back, you know, delaying it for two weeks. What is it really going to do when the the spread is on the rise in the in the country? You know, there's you know there's no way you can control it. And if you want to have a season and you got shit planned in the summer, then sometimes you just might have to play the kids. And who knows? That could be cool. I'd like to see it. See Cole Palmer get some minutes if there if there's a breakout at City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Ronaldo can't get COVID because you know he's he's a freak. No, he can't. He is a freak. And on that note, that was we call soccer. That it was. That's Michael. Yep. That's I'm Walker. Me. Yep, that's me. Um, everybody who made it to the end of the pod, thanks for making it this far. You're awesome. You're still not code. So yeah. <laughs> if you're some freeloaders, get out of here. Some freeloaders, baby. Almost, almost. All right. All right. Act if you, no, I'll I'll give him one. I'll get a little okay, Christmas okay. Christmas right, yeah. special. If still you, in the in the spirit. Yeah. In the spirit. If you can this is gonna be a tough one for a okay. really very small reward. DM either account my mm-hmm. favorite Christmas movie, mm-hmm. and I will personally send you five American dollars. Uh, hint, or ten. I'll not, say ten. It's I'll say ten. not Die Hard. It is when not Die Hard. It is not Die Hard. Hard to believe. I know he seems like a Die Hard kind of guy around the Christmas. A die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's a great Christmas movie. Some would say the best of all time. Some would say. Uh, not not discuss it. Don't try that. Another hint. Um, mm. My second favorite Christmas movie ever is Fred Claus. Just, just to kind of space with Vince Vaughn, you know. You never seen Fred Claus? You've never seen fucking Fred Claus? I thought, I thought this was a play on words about Fred. No, no, it's not. And now that just makes it even better. <laughs> no, right. uh, well, that's that's uh, that's that's your hint. You have to watch Fred Claus, dude. It's. It's timeless. Vince Vaughn, great actor. Just great guy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to fit that into my Christmas schedule. Definitely. Re- it's like an hour re-watch. and 20 minutes. Gotta rewatch all of the Star Wars. All of so it. That's, you already know what's going to happen. I know, and it's awesome. Every single second. It's Star awesome. Trek, greater science, Star Wars. Go fuck yourself. Avoid washing our hands regularly and avoid doing our daily health checks. Go Irish. Cooking up, dope in the crock pot. We came from nothing to something. Nigga. I don't know.
sure nobody quit the trick. Nobody call up the gang and they come and get gang. Call me a river, keep you with the shit. Bad and bullshit, bad. Cooking up dope with a booze. My niggas are sad. Hot box. 